the third day. God said, Let the waters under heaven be gathered together to one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. God said, Let the earth yield grass, herbs yielding seeds, and fruit trees bearing fruit after their kind, with their seeds in it, on the earth. And it was so. The earth yielded grass, herbs yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with their seeds in it, after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the third day. The Gospel according to Matthew the twenty-first chapter. Now in the morning, as Jesus returned to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. He said to it, Let there be no fruit from you forever. Immediately the fig tree withered away. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree immediately wither away? Jesus answered them, Amen, I tell you, if you have faith and don't doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you told this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, it would be done. All things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. When he had come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching, and said, By what authority do you do these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question, which, if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where was it from? From heaven or from men? They reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven... He will ask us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say, From men, we fear the multitude, for all hold John as a prophet. They answered Jesus and said, We don't know. He also said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered, I will not. But afterward he changed his mind and went. He came to the second son and said the same thing. He answered, I'm going, sir. But he didn't go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, The first. Jesus said to them, Amen. I tell you that the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering into God's kingdom before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. When you saw it, you didn't even repent afterward that you might believe him. Here another parable. There was a man who was a master of a household who planted a vineyard, set a hedge about it, dug a wine press in it, built a tower, leased it out to farmers, and went into another country. When the season for the fruit came near, he sent his servants to the farmers to receive his fruit. The farmers took his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other servants more than the first, and they treated them the same way. But afterward he sent to them his son, saying, They will respect my son. 
But the farmers, when they saw the son, said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard, then killed him. When therefore the Lord of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those farmers? They told him, He will miserably destroy those miserable men, and will lease out the vineyard to other farmers who will give him the fruit in its season. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures, The stone which the builders rejected was made the head of the corner? This was from the Lord, it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, God's kingdom will be taken away from you, and will be given to a nation producing its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it will fall, it will scatter him to dust. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he spoke about them. When they sought to seize him, they feared the multitudes, because they considered him to be a prophet.
O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him is salvation, life, and resurrection from the dead. By him we are redeemed and set at liberty. God be merciful unto us and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all the nations. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In him is salvation, life, and resurrection from the dead. By him we are redeemed and set at liberty. The Old Testament lesson for Tuesday in Holy Week is written in the 11th chapter of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the 18th verse. The Lord gave me knowledge of it, and I knew it. Then you showed me their doings. But I was like a gentle lamb that is led to the slaughter. I didn't know that they had devised plans against me, saying, Let's destroy the tree with its fruit, and let's cut him off from the land of the living, that his name may be no more remembered. But the Lord of armies, who judges righteously, who tests the heart and the mind, I will see your vengeance on them, for to you I have revealed my cause. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the sixth chapter of the first epistle to St. Timothy, beginning at the twelfth verse. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you confess the good confession in the sight of many witnesses. I command you before God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate testified the good confession, that you keep the commandment without spot, blameless, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. But my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me, and stand up for mine help. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. O remember not against us former iniquities, that thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake.
Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. It was now two days before the feast of the Passover and the unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might seize him by deception and kill him. For they said, Not during the feast, because there might be a riot among the people. While he was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster jar of ointment of pure nard, very costly. She broke the jar and poured it over his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves, saying, Why has this ointment been wasted? For this might have been sold for more than three hundred denarii and given to the poor. So they grumbled against her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want to, you can do them good. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burying. Amen. I tell you, wherever this gospel may be preached throughout the whole world, that which this woman has done will also be spoken of for a memorial of her. Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went away to the chief priests that he might deliver him to them. They, when they heard it, were glad and promised to give him money. He sought how he might conveniently deliver him. On the first day of unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover, his disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and there a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters in, tell the master of the house. The teacher says, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will himself show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Get ready for us there. His disciples went out and came into the city and found things as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. As they sat and were eating, Jesus said, Amen, I tell you, one of you will betray me, he who eats with me. They began to be sorrowful and to ask him one by one, Surely not I. And another said, Surely not I. He answered them, It is one of the twelve, he who dips with me in the dish. For the Son of Man goes even as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had blessed, he broke it, and gave it to them, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave to them. They all drank of it. He said to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many. Amen, I tell you, I will no more drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in God's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives.
Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. However, after I am raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said to him, Although all will be offended, yet I will not. Jesus said to him, Amen, I tell you that you today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he spoke all the more, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. They all said the same thing. They came to a place which was called Gethsemane. He said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be greatly troubled and distressed. He said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went forward a little, and fell on the ground, and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass away from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Please remove this cup from me. However, not what I desire, but what you desire. He came and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Couldn't you watch one hour? Watch and pray, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. Again he returned and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they didn't know what to answer him. He came the third time and said to them, Sleep on now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let's go. Behold, he who betrays me is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a multitude with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now he who betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I will kiss, that is he. Seize him and lead him away safely. When he had come, immediately he came to him and said, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. They laid their hands on him and seized him. But a certain one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Jesus answered them, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you didn't arrest me. But this is so the scriptures might be fulfilled. They all left him and fled. A certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around himself over his naked body. The young men grabbed him, but he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked.
They led Jesus away to the high priest. All the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes came together with him. Peter had followed him from a distance until he came into the court of the high priest. He was sitting with the officers and warming himself in the light of the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council sought witnesses against Jesus to put him to death and found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony didn't agree with each other. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another made without hands. Even so, their testimony didn't agree. The high priest stood up in the middle and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it which these testify against you? But he stayed quiet and answered nothing. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus said, I am. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes and said, What further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him to be worthy of death. Some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to beat him with fists and to tell him, Prophesy! The officers struck him with the palms of their hands. As Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the maids of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You were also with the Nazarene, Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. He went out on the porch, and the rooster crowed. The maid saw him, and began again to tell those who stood by, This is one of them. But he again denied it. After a little while, again, those who stood by said to Peter, You truly are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. But he began to curse and to swear, I don't know this man of whom you speak. The rooster crowed the second time. Peter remembered the word, how that Jesus said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. When he thought about that, he wept. chief priests with the elders and scribes and the whole council held a consultation, bound Jesus, carried him away, and delivered him up to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, So you say. The chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer? See how many things they testify against you? But Jesus made no further answer 
so that Pilate marveled. Now at the feast he used to release to them one prisoner, whom they asked of him. There was one called Barabbas, bound with his fellow insurgents, men who in the insurrection had committed murder. The multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do as he always did for them. Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that for envy the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the multitude, that he should release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate again asked them, What then shall I do to him whom you call the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, Crucify him! Pilate, wishing to please the multitude, released Barabbas to them and handed over Jesus when he had flogged him to be crucified. The soldiers led him away within the court, which is in the praetorium, and they called together the whole cohort. They clothed him with purple, and weaving a crown of thorns, they put it on him. They began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed and spat on him, and bowing their knees, did homage to him. When they had mocked him, they took the purple off him, and put his own garments on him. They led him out to crucify him. They compelled one passing by, coming from the country, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to go with them that he might bear his cross. They brought him to the place called Golgotha, which is, being interpreted, the place of a skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh to drink, but he didn't take it. Crucifying him, they parted his garments among them, casting lots on them what each should take. It was the third hour, and they crucified him. The superscription of his accusation was written over him, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. The scripture was fulfilled which says, He was counted with transgressors. Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha! You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking among themselves with the scribes, said, He saved others, he can't save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross, that we may see and believe him. Those who were crucified with him also insulted him.
when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. At the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. One ran and, filling a sponge full of vinegar, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let him be. Let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus cried out with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. When the centurion, who stood by opposite him, saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. There were also women watching from afar, among whom were both Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the Less and of Joses, and Salome, who, when he was in Galilee, followed him and served him, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Because it was the preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent council member who also himself was looking for God's kingdom, came. He boldly went in to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate marveled if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead long. When he found out from the centurion, he granted the body to Joseph. He bought a linen cloth, and taking him down, wound him in the linen cloth, and laid him in a tomb which had been cut out of a rock. He rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joses, saw where he was laid. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle, and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, 
He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. A sermon by St. John Chrysostom, with my edits and additions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul says, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Paul commends Timothy's boldness and manliness, and recalling how Timothy confidently confessed the good confession. Yet there is need not only of confession, but also of patience to persevere in that confession, of persevering through vehement contention and numberless toils so as to not be overthrown. For there are many stumbling blocks and impediments on this straight and narrow way. It is necessary, therefore, to be self-collected, to be well-girt on every side. All around us appear pleasure attracting the eyes of the soul, pleasure of beauty, wealth, luxury, indolence, glory, revenge, power, dominion. All of these pleasures are lovely in appearance and able to captivate those who are unsteady, who do not love the truth. For truth has but a severe and uninviting face, as we see in the face of the truth who hung and bled on the cross. And why is the face of the truth there severe and uninviting? Because the pleasures the truth promises are all future. The pleasure the truth promises are glory after suffering, a suffering which remains for a time, but a glory which follows, that is eternal. Whereas the other pleasures which attract the eyes of the soul present honors and delights and repose right now, promising immediate glory without suffering. To these pleasures, therefore, adhere gross, effeminate, unmanly minds, indisposed to the toils and suffering of virtue. For although these pleasures promise glory without suffering, they damn to suffering after the glory has ended. For such a perverse glory remains for a time, but the suffering which follows will be eternal. Consider now the games of the pagans, the heathens. If a man in those games does not earnestly covet the crown, he will, perhaps right away, give himself up to revelings and drunkenness. For this, in fact, is done by the cowardly and unmanly combatants. However, Those who look steadfastly to the crown will sustain blows without end for the crown which they covet. For they are supported and roused to action by the hope of future reward, of the future glory which comes after the current sufferings. Paul even calls to God to witness to Timothy's confessing the good confession, to increase Timothy's awe, to secure his safety, to show that this is no human commandment to persevere in his confession but is a commandment received as if from the Lord himself, so that, knowing that the Lord witnessed and heard this confession, Timothy may have Paul's commandment ever more fearfully impressed upon his mind in order to persevere through the current sufferings. And where does Paul direct Timothy? To the face and example of the Master so that as Christ persevered in his suffering, so ought Timothy persevere in his, to tread in the steps of Christ. For Christ made the good confession to Pontius Pilate, that he was the king born to bear witness to the truth. That is to say, Christ made the good confession that he is the Son of God. 
So Paul has Timothy stare and behold in the face of Christ crucified and to remain in the confession that he who hung on the cross to forgive the sins of the world was none other than he who was born the king to bear witness to the truth. The confession that him of whom we make confession of and whom we persevere in is the Son of God in the flesh. To hold Paul's commandment without spot and blameless, then, is to accept no defilement of doctrine or life in our confession. That is, it is to confess Christ is the King, the truth, the Son of God crucified for us, and to live in this confession by ways of repentance and his forgiveness, which we behold on the cross. It is to keep our eyes on Christ crucified just as an Olympian keeps his eyes on the crown, and to sustain blows without end in this life, to suffer in this life for the prize we so covet, and the prize which is now even ours by way of promise, the prize that is Christ crucified and his resurrection from the dead. For the suffering will remain for a time now in this life, but the glory, as uninviting as it looks right now, The glory is eternal. Amen. Now the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
I have power to lay down my life, and I have power to take it again. to lay down my life, and I have power to take it again. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old. 
Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send him help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Arise, O Christ, for our help, and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Almighty and everlasting God, grant us grace so to pass through this holy time of our Lord's passion that we may obtain the pardon of our sins. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, 
world without end. Amen. Give peace in our days, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us except Thou, our God. O Lord, let there be peace in Thy strength and abundance in Thy towers. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto Thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey Thy commandments, and also that by Thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day. And we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.